0: You listening to the Friday Night Word Show with Tamla on Golide FM Hello there friends and welcome to the Friday Night Word Show on the Kolide FM podcast. The name is Tamsa Na Ogachuma, and this podcast comes to you from the city of Pretoria south africa this is a podcast where we talk about issues that affect us as individuals affect us as families but above all as society but our main focus is family but this week we want to look at society at large uh before i introduce the topic of the day you know i was attacked on my whatsapp line by a certain man who said i'm pushing a feminist movement i am talking on behalf of women and i am not caring about men and uh, i'm I'm part of the team that is uh, suppressing men and i just want to put it out there if you go to the rural areas 90 percent of the population are women women whose quality of life is not where it should be women who give their best their all to make others attain and live a better life. And so, I I just want to say, I want to be that guy who speaks out on behalf of women to say, they deserve better than what they're getting. And it's got nothing to do with the feminist movement, but it's got everything to do with equality, with treating each other in the right way. And so, if you look at it, men are always getting the best of the cake, but women are getting, uh, you know, the crumbs. And I talk like this because these women are um, those women are my mothers, they are my sisters, they, they they are my aunts, they are my cousins, and so it would be folly of me not to care about what they experience and what they go through. And so this week, and so this week we invited somebody who is passionate about women, somebody who's, who's a woman herself, to say, give us your thoughts, share your opinions with us, and there is none other than Samgeleso. Chuma, who's a transformational speaker, who's an entrepreneur, who is a thought leader. And we say to her, Samu, share your thoughts with us and join us as we have a conversation with Sam Geliso Chuma. So Samu, let's, let's jump right into the topic of the day today. And we're talking women. We're talking about, you know, women moving out of poverty. And we want to, you know, we want to interrogate What are the vehicles that women can use to get out of poverty besides men? Besides men. And before we just get deeper into it, I just want to ask this question. Is there a connection between gender and poverty?
1: Is there a connection between gender and poverty? Yes. I'll start by saying that gender is a socially constructed definition of women and men, girls and boys. Mm-hmm. And often when we talk about gender, people always assume that you are speaking only on women issues, but it's yeah. actually gender, um, men and women, boys and girls. So yeah. firstly, I would like to define what poverty is, you know. So I was looking at different definitions, and the one that I loved, um, I found it under, I think it's World Bank, mm-hmm. and it defines poverty as an individual's inability to achieve a particular level of welfare, yeah. and this could be um, – your ability to access public services, health, wealth, um, recreation, food and clothing, or transportation. Mm-hmm. And when you look at that definition of poverty,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you realize that anyone, men or women, you mm-hmm. know, they, they can live in poverty. Right. But now when we, look, uh, when we want to analyze further, we need to analyze poverty from a gendered analysis. Meaning, who gets affected by poverty and why do they get affected by poverty the most? Mm -hmm. And when I look at different statistics, I realize that women get to be affected by poverty the most because Mm -hmm. of these norms and beliefs and cultural beliefs that we have as a society that Mm -hmm. says men, they need to be productive, they need to be found in economic activities, then yeah. you have women that are supposed to stay home because there are mothers to take care of the home, mm-hmm. so you realize that because of um our cultural norms and beliefs
0: so some let us let, talk about if, yeah let's talk about poverty you know real examples of poverty in Africa how are women stuck in poverty what is it that they are going through that defines that women in Africa are stuck in poverty
1: um you can, you can look at the child marriages that, uh, the statistics of child marriages. Yeah. And when you dig deep, uh, we want to understand why we have child marriages, you realize mm-hmm. that people are trying to escape. Yes. And you realize that actually they read a story
2: mm-hmm.
1: and in this story they were saying that, um, this young girl, she stayed with the mom and the dad mm-hmm. and, and her dad passed away. Her father passed away mm-hmm. and the mom, she wasn't working,
2: right. and the
1: child had to drop out of school because of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the mother, I think the, the girl was 17 years old, and yeah. the mom said, you know what, um, you have your boyfriend now, you need to get married. Try mm-hmm. by all means to get pregnant and move out of home so that it can take off you, so that it can pay no honor mm-hmm. And these are real issues, these are real stories, things that are happening today in our society. Mm-hmm. So you see child marriage is then indicator of, Poverty that's happening in Africa, mm-hmm. in Zimbabwe, in South mm-hmm. Africa, in Nigeria. And mm-hmm. the other indicator um, to poverty, you know, uh, failing to access health services,
2: you yeah, know, right. failing
1: to access um, public services, that's mm-hmm. also an indicator that they yeah. are living in poverty. You know, actually, I think it's the World Bank. It says that um, poverty can be described or can be defined if you live on less than a dollar ninety a day, you are mm. poor. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that most of us, if we really check, we are living in poverty and we don't know. And most mm-hmm. of us we cannot afford to access healthcare facilities. And mm-hmm. I'll use Zimbabwe as an example. Mm-hmm. We have lost um young men and young women because they cannot afford, you know, to pay for for healthcare. So mm-hmm. that shows that you are poor. And if you say that to people, they don't understand that mm-hmm. that's poverty. You know, mm-hmm. if you, if you can't access healthcare.
0: Can I just jump in yeah, there? I was healthcare. actually, I was actually thinking women are not able to access things like sanitary pads. And for me, when a woman fails to uh,
2: yeah.
0: access such a basic thing, it tells me of the, the level of poverty that is there. It's actually a serious level of poverty when a woman cannot access a sanitary tripets.
1: That's true. You know, like I was, I wanted to mention that you would see mm. the fact that we're failing to access sanitation, you know, we're failing to access, access, um, sanitary pay, sanitary way yeah. shows that we are living in poverty. You know, mm-hmm. it, it shows how low, um, we have been like how low we have become as a society where someone can afford to, to buy themselves sanitary way. And the other mm-hmm. thing is, even if they're, they're expensive already. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's sad though. It's really sad for me to think about it because these are supposed to be basic stuff yeah. that mm-hmm. everyone is able to afford. You know, you don't have to think about it. It should mm-hmm. be easy for every girl. It should be easy for every woman to access those things, but we are failing, showing that we are indeed living in poverty. I -hmm. forgot to mention that, you know, when I was reading, looking for the states concerning how many women are in poverty in sub-Saharan Africa, Mm -hmm. I was shocked to realize that 59% of women in our region live in poverty. Mm -hmm. 59%. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And the UN uh, women were saying that because of COVID-19, 47 million more women Hmm. Will be living in poverty hmm. Hmm. in the hmm. next few years.
0: Can yeah. you
1: imagine?
0: No, that's 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 a bad statistic. So, <laughs>
1: poverty is a real issue.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So, I, I looked at the statistics and I was shocked.
0: Yeah, that that I'm actually shocked to hear of such a high number. I thought maybe the, I I thought maybe with the advent of education, women would actually have excelled in you know, in getting more jobs and starting more businesses. But when you hear of such a number, then it indicates to me that we still have got a long way to go as sub-Saharan Africa in addressing poverty amongst women.
1: We assume that every girl and every woman is educated one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we we have taken steps, you know, uh, in, in educating women because remember uh, the UN um, under its sustainable development goals, mm-hmm. the first goal is to remove poverty in all mm-hmm. forms.
2: That's so right.
1: uh one of their goals was to make sure that they 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 they, they, they promote the education of girls and women. Mm-hmm. But besides that, besides educating girls and women, we, we live in a patriarchal society. We live in a society that that has gender inequality, meaning that um even I as an educated woman right now
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh I'm failing to get into the labor force, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not even paid equally with a male counterpart. So those are things that also contribute to poverty. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about education. Though education plays a huge role Mm -hmm. in in contributing to poverty, but there are other issues. Like what I said um, earlier, that in our society, women and girls are expected to take the secondary role, and men Mm -hmm. are expected to be productive. So you realize that women... They 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 are always in the home, you know. Mm-hmm. They do work at home. They they're expected to take care of the home. They're expected to to look after children. They're expected to look after the elderly, the sick. Mm-hmm. So we're not in productive sectors, you know. We are not found in formal sectors because of that. And the right. other issue as well for for when we talk when we are looking at poverty is, is to realize that, especially in Africa, our mm-hmm. mothers and us now we are now in the informal sector. Right, and those are not counted you know w- w- uh, when we talk about uh, GDP and all that they're not counted because mm-hmm. my mom was in the cross border,
2: yeah,
1: and no one knows who mom buys and sells, you know, yeah. so those are the things that also contribute to poverty because women are in the informal sector, like and yeah. men are mostly in the formal sector and and I, if I can go on, I can talk about how assets have been divided in our homes. You know, when, yeah. when, mm-hmm. when a house is bought or when a house is purchased, yeah. the, 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 the person who puts, you know, on the title, the name of the person that's put on the title is my father's name and not my mom. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. you realize that the issue of property as well plays a role when you talk about poverty in, in Africa. Yeah. And the other thing that I always think of is um, our policies as well. They don't factor that you know, yeah. see, women are heavily invested in unpaid care work. Mm. You know, in, as in like what I mentioned earlier, that they do the the the, the looking after the elderly. and No one, yeah. no one gets paid. Imagine yeah. our mothers spending uh, 40 hours looking after aunts and uncles and grandparents. Yeah. You know, and they're not in the labor force. In, in you know. So what happens? Who pays them for, for the job that they're doing? Who pays them for the responsibilities that they're doing? So making Mm -hmm. women, uh, poor because they can't, they, they can't provide for themselves. They can't contribute, um, into, into the formal sector because they're busy Mm -hmm. in the informal sector and taking care of homes and, Mm -hmm. and and children. So that's what I wanted to say.
0: Yeah. So, so, so you know what some, in what you have said, there's quite a lot that women are going through. And one of the offshoots yeah. of, of what they are going through is this. This my, there's a culture that came up that says, in order for a woman to get out of poverty, then a woman should get married. And you earlier on indicated, um, child marriages. And, and, and I'm saying, I thought having got into the 21st century, most women would have drifted away from saying, in order for me to get out of poverty, let me get married. And you would think that if somebody lives in the rural areas, somebody lives in the low density suburbs, there would be a, a huge difference. The 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 lady who stays in the low density suburbs would have a better opportunity than the one who stays in the rural areas. But over the uh, so I was talking to somebody two weeks uh, maybe three weeks ago, and so I I asked this woman I said to them. Why did you get married to that guy? Cause they've divorced. And this woman says to me, he was the only person who could give me food and shelter at that time and no one else could give me that thing. And, 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 and so in my mind, I grappled with the fact that, oh my word, this person actually had got to a point of zero and the only ticket out of that zero was a man. And so I'm, and my question is to say, is, is it only affecting ladies in the rural areas, or it's affecting women across the spectrum?
1: Remember, I mentioned the the um I mentioned patriarchy. I think yeah. I did mention patriarchy.
0: Yeah, yes, you did. Yes. And
1: also, we have to look at our society. You know, mm-hmm. our society expects us. I'm talking about us. When I say us, I mean women. Expect yeah. women to to get married. Yeah. Um, remember society says a man has to take care provide for his family yeah. a man has to provide shelter a man has to so you realize that even as the educated ones because mm-hmm. of patriarchy because of our upbringing how we were socialized we still believe that okay I, a man has to take care of me you know mm-hmm. a man mm-hmm. has to provide yeah. so this will take a while like for us to change our mindsets to realize you know what I can take care of home. I I can provide for myself. I can buy myself a house. I can mm-hmm. do this. So mm-hmm. most of us we always assume that just because you are you are educated then you don't need anyone. You know, you mm-hmm. don't need a, a man to help you or mm-hmm. you don't, no, it's patriarchy. You know, it's, it's society that has told us over and over again that you need to get married because if you are not married, then you are not good enough. Because I'm 36, right? I'm not right. married, I don't have a boyfriend, I don't have a child. Mm-hmm. so this is what i get constantly like no samu you can't be you can't be single for life you you, you cannot have a child you can't not have a husband because mm-hmm. you need a husband so this is what we as women get constantly all the time like we get this over and over again so imagine if you keep hearing something over and over again what happens to you you start to believe it and you start mm-hmm. to think okay this is the right thing to do so mm-hmm. for us as a society we need to unlearn that we yeah. need we need to so, okay, just, just as a woman or as a man can take care of the home or a man can buy a house, a mm-hmm. woman can do the same thing, you know. So, and the other thing as well, like I was reading on, on this, um, and I think it's in, in Western societies where mm-hmm. other people actually look for partners so that they share responsibilities. The right. you know, Where someone says, you know what, having two incomes in a home, it's helpful for me. So I'd rather get married. i rather have a husband because I know that, um, with this other person, we can, we can buy a house together. So for others, really, it's about, I need someone to share my, uh, my responsibilities, mm. you know. Mm. So most of the people that I know that I think that's what they assume as well. But also in Africa, we should always be reminded of the society that we, that we live in in is in our culture that a girl or a woman has to get married. Mm. Or so, else yeah. she, she can't do
0: anything. So 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 Samuel let me let me ask you this. You you are a woman. You are a young woman. You and I think you're the best person to ask. As a young woman, don't you have potential to excel? I mean, is what is stopping women from excelling? Is it that there's no potential in women? Or is it that women do not believe that they have got potential?
1: Well, uh, for me, <laughs> I know that I have so much potential. Right. Um, because remember, um, exposure esp- also plays a part in, right. in, in, in these things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When I was growing up, I, I, grew up with mom, dad, and, uh, my little sister. Isn't. Right. And my mom was such a go getter, you know, right. she she was very ambitious, she was very hands-on, like she she was into business, you know. So mm-hmm. for me that's what I grew up seeing. So mm-hmm. there was never a moment where I felt like, Oh my goodness, I can't do this, I can't get into business because um society says a woman can't. I saw my mom mm-hmm. being at the forefront, I saw my mom not waiting for my dad to say uh, dad or oh, dad, can you do this? They mm-hmm. did things together, and my mom was like a soldier at it. So for mm-hmm. me, it's something that I saw growing up, and the, and for me, they normalized that. You know, right. I, I, I'm grateful for my mom because she normalized that, and she made me believe that you know what, I can do this, I can do whatever I put my my mind to. So other people don't get to experience that; they don't get to see it in their homes. Mm-hmm. They only see a mom. You know, being uh, playing the second fiddle, being
2: yeah.
1: told, uh, being told this is your place. For mm-hmm. me, it was never like that. So we right. always have to look at people's upbringing as well. How did people grow up? You yeah. know. So every woman has potential, but unless and until someone points it out or you see someone doing something, you never realize that actually I have the same thing. Mm-hmm. And also. Um, like, I, I think we have to keep talking about society, how we were brought up and how we're socialized. Right, if yes. you're constantly told that a woman can't, like, okay, like one of uh, one of the things that I fight for, that I advocate for, is having women in spaces of leadership,
2: right? right. Mm-hmm.
1: And And when you're always taught that a woman can't be in politics, a woman can't be, you start to believe it. In a mm-hmm. way, you know, subconsciously start to think, okay, oh, maybe they're right. Like, I know so many women, when you talk about politics, they're like, oh my goodness, why? It's for, it's for men. But for me, I don't think so. You know, that's mm-hmm. why I can comment on politics. That's why I can say, when I see, uh, the president of Zimbabwe tweeting something, I can comment and not feel like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. um, because I'm a woman, I can't say this to this person. All so, right. you just have to be exposed and you just have to have people that show you that as a woman you can do it and that it is possible because everyone has potential. I don't think God uh, <laughs> God brought us to this earth and did not put anything mm-hmm. in us. I'm sure everyone, just that, we need okay. someone to find it
0: out. So I, I want to ask you then a two-pronged question because you've spoken about exposure. You've spoken about the family. So how has society then, what is it that society, let's, let's maybe boil down to the nitty-gritties, and I want you to give examples of you. You've spoken about how you grew up in your family and you saw your mother as a goal getter and you've stood on the other side of the fence. And you've seen other families bring down the girl potential and say to the girl, you are simply a caretaker. You are simply a cook. You are simply the one to clean the house. What is it that is, society is doing to gravitate the young girl towards a point of where? They are just reduced to mere domestic workers. And what is it that society can do in, in the homes? And I want us to focus in the homes to encourage women to maximize or to, to maximize on their potential. All right.
1: Um, are we talking urban? Oh, we're talking about
0: rural. Let's talk about everything. Let's talk. You right. can talk about well, rural, urban, whichever.
1: Okay, with urban, I'll assume that we are at a better advantage when it comes to accessing resources mm-hmm. and being exposed to different people. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. So, in in an urban setup, right, mm-hmm. where we have the internet, where we have smartphones, right. when you when 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 you're bringing up your children, you need to expose them to another world, you know, mm-hmm. you need to show them that, you know, there's a bigger world than where you are. There's a bigger world mm-hmm. <laughs> not just Mbopoma or not uh, Hillside or Luveve. There's a bigger world out there. Yes. So what you're seeing right now is not the end, you know, there's right. more to life. Mm-hmm. Um Remember I said exposure Like me, I, I I went for an American program, and I realized, oh my goodness, there's a big world out there, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, so we, when we expose our children, and we don't have to use expensive things to expose our children. We have, we you can look for programs that can mm-hmm. open your child's mind on TV or on the internet, so that they see these things. Mm-hmm. And also, like what I said about my mother, how I saw her do. Mm-hmm. So we, um uh, girls and boys need to see you do, you know, they need to see you in spaces where you are doing, where you are ambitious,
2: mm-hmm. where you
1: are, where you are, where you are showing that, you know what, as, as I'm doing this, you can also do.
2: Right. Because
1: what I realized that our parents, they tell you to be something that they are not. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's a disconnect there because you're like, I, I don't see anyone else doing it. So mm-hmm. if, if your parents, is not exposing you to the outside world, at least yeah. they themselves should be an example because there's no greater example than your home, like the mm-hmm. people that you're living in your home. Mm-hmm. And also getting books, um exposing your children to books, exposing these girls to to read because I love I'm a reader, you know, yeah, right. I'm always reading. Like I I I always make sure that every day I at mm-hmm. least I try to read fifty pages of something, you know. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. So you make sure that you get your girls' books, buy yeah. them books, even if mm-hmm. you don't buy them books, mm-hmm. make them go to the library to read because there's a, this world that they mm-hmm. need to see you know so buy them books that I think that should have been my number one because the that world will yeah. literally make them beyond their circumstances and where they are. so buy them books right. so um when now, when I look at the rural, rural community.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like, as the society um, especially the government, they need mm-hmm. to see that they provide resources for for girls in the rural community. you know mm-hmm. they need to be setting up of libraries in the rural community they need to make sure that the digital world that mm-hmm. we are now taking for 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 granted they don't they don't have that exposure so the government the government should be pushing that mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. sure that they get you know um they get access to the internet, you know, because we're leaving these people behind, mm-hmm. you know. So we have to make sure that we we expose them to that world and not just focus on those in the urban areas, but mm-hmm. we we pull we pull those girls in rural communities. So for me, I feel like the government has a a huge role to play. But mm-hmm. knowing our government, I'm speaking from uh, from Zimbabwe, I know mm-hmm. that our government really doesn't prioritize. Um, girls and Mm -hmm. worse girls in rural communities. So I guess it's now up to us Mm -hmm. um, those who are in the civil society and those that are moved in wanting to better girls and boys in rural communities to see what they can do, you know, Mm -hmm. in terms of um, educating them, making sure that girls are educated in rural communities. You know, it's so sad to hear that a girl dropped out of school because they take their fees or they have to take care of Mm. Or so tina as a society, we need to make sure that we make sure that every girl does not drop out of school. You know, mm. we pay for their fees. We we mm. we design programs that make sure that they stay in school no matter what. Yeah.
0: Because
1: that's what I think we can do.
0: Mm. I, I think you 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 are talking to uh one thing that I'm 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 actually picking up is the mindset shift that is needed both in the urban and in the rural areas of Africa in terms of the mindset shift cannot remain the same. We cannot remain in a status quo that says, it's okay for me as a woman to be in the rural areas while others are going out there and flourishing and, and, and excelling. I, I think we, because we, even sometimes when I'm thinking about it, sometimes it's almost even in the church where a woman is made to feel guilty for actually trying to, Maximize on her potential. So I think the mindset shift is important, also within the families, within civil society, including the churches. Not to make women feel guilty for trying to fly, because God made us to excel. He never made us to regress and be just ordinary people.
1: I I, I agree, you know, and and. Uh, I'm a Christian, you know. I love Mm -hmm. Jesus. I love God, but I always say to people, um, we have used religion to 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 really push for inequality, gender inequality. You
2: Mm -hmm. know,
1: we 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 make sure that girls always get uncomfortable with with success. They get uncomfortable with pursuing. You know, pursuing uh, for greatness, we always make them feel uncomfortable. So you you realize that they end up saying, you know what, this is not for me, and they play second photo. So mm-hmm. we need to, as a society, to really change our narratives. We need to unlearn. You know, that's yeah. the biggest thing. We need to unlearn. Mm-hmm. And 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 I've noticed, especially on social media, on Twitter, where people always want to remind you that you know what, you should mm-hmm. be really thinking about marriage. Because what you're doing is not working, you know. So yeah. you realize that you know what? There's a, there's so much work that needs to be done. You know, mm-hmm. as much as we want to educate the the, the girl child, we yeah. also need to educate the boy child. But I always say, then whose burden does it? Um, is it the girl's burden to educate the boy child, or men who know better that mm-hmm. they need to educate the boy child? That you know what? See a girl as an equal. Don't see a girl as someone who's inferior to you. Because mm-hmm. when you see me as an equal, then you realize that um, the drive that you have, I also have the same drive. The ambition mm-hmm. that you have, I mm-hmm. also have the same ambition. But yeah. the minute when you see me as a, as a lesser being, um, you always think that my place should be at the back or at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like the narrative should really, we need to do more work on, on changing people's narratives. Yeah. on that, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. even in the church, because... The church has played a, a big role in in, in in making women lesser beings, and mm-hmm. I don't know if they've noticed that or they're in denial, but they've played a huge role mm-hmm. in making women feel like they are nothing. Let me tell you what I uh, what made me realize that as a woman, I can demand, I can want better for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the story of the daughters of Zelophehad.
0: No, I have not. Can you please share with us? Yeah,
1: <laughs> in the book of Numbers. Right these women the the their father had passed away, mm-hmm. and they approached Moses, and they said, Moses, oh yes, I remember this mm. story <laughs> our father did not have a male child, yeah, so it's us, but we want our inheritance, mm-hmm. so for me that, that scripture actually like it spoke to me in a restaurant not as a woman, you can negotiate as a woman, you can demand you you deserve your inheritance, you know mm-hmm. and and I can tie this uh what I said. Um, to how we, as women right now we struggle to ask, access land, just for you to get land you? Mm-hmm.
3: you know it's
1: not easy compared to a guy like for mm-hmm. me, I remember years back when I wanted to get into agriculture and into food production, mm-hmm. just looking for land you know it, it was an issue because now you have to date someone, you have to know someone, you, you mm-hmm. have to sleep with someone, so mm-hmm. that's what women go through and you, and you fail to get access to land. But mm-hmm. when now you can go and say, I want land and I want to buy a kitchen because you're a man. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that, that that you can see that really they they affect and they they, they, they make us not get mm-hmm. uh the things that we know that we deserve. You know. So mm-hmm. but for me that scripture spoke to me and I realised that you know what I can demand, I can want and I should not be apologetic because those ladies that's what they did. They went to Moses, they did not say, mm-hmm. you know, they did not say, Okay, um, I'm not gonna get inheritance because my mm. father did, that my father died. They went after what they wanted and they got what they wanted to the point where God had to say to Moses, "It's okay, um, this, 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 this." So mm. for me, those are my ladies, the, the daughters of the Okay, so
0: oh, but let me let me change. Uh, let's uh, change a bit. Um, women. How can women be a support structure one to another? Because, you know, I'll give you a, a, a very simple example. Let's say, uh, you, you buy a nice, a nice outfit, sir, and there you are coming into the wedding or, or entering into a room. 99% of the time, it is women that will look at you and they will ask each other, who is she? You know? And mm-hmm. I, I, I I'm saying sometimes, Women have tended to be their own worst enemies. They have pulled each other down. They have. So the question is, as women, and maybe you surround yourself. I noted sometimes on your social media platform, you've surrounded yourself with women who have achieved certain things, women who are influential. And how has, how have those women played a very, an influential role in your life? And how can that be also you know how can other women do the same in their own lives surround themselves with women other women who will influence them positively
1: okay um for me you know my work calls me to be involved in women issues Mm -hmm. and to work with women Mm -hmm. but besides that i've always been a been the biggest fan of women, you know. It's yeah. not because of my work, but I've always been the biggest fan of women because when I see another woman doing something amazing, mm-hmm. I, I, I always get inspired. You know, I'm always saying, okay, if she can do it, mm-hmm. I can do it as well. Mm-hmm. And I, and I've never felt like another woman is the competition. But right. the thing is, one makes women when when you when you get into when you get, when you go to a wedding and another woman is really beautiful in that dress to the to the T and you feel intimidated mm-hmm. uh, I things because society has always made women, um, like it pisses against each other, yeah. you know, like it's, it's like we're always fighting for, for validation. We're always fighting for someone to see us. Mm-hmm. So we have not realized that actually so, it's society that made us, um, feel like as, as two women, we have to compete for, for the space. Because mm-hmm. remember, the the space has always been small. The platforms mm-hmm. have always been limited, so mm-hmm. they only allow one woman to sit at the table. So right. women have always fought with each other because they feel like, okay, it has to be me sitting at the table,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know. So mm-hmm. if there's anyone who needs to be at the table, it's me. So for me, I feel like you, as a woman, when you when you are sitting at the table and you're the only one, and you have ten men sitting at the table with you. Uh-huh. Don't get comfortable. So uh-huh. for me, I, I always say to people, don't get comfortable when, when you're at the table and there's just one of, and you're the only one.
2: Uh-huh. You know? So
1: try and, and get as many women to sit at the table with you. That's when uh-huh. you kill competition. That's when you realize that, you know what, um, the next person, the next woman is not my competitor. So uh-huh. just because I'm now at this table, I need to get as many women so that uh-huh. we, 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 we take over, okay, if I say take over, people get offended. That's how I look at it. That's the only way we can (laughs) that's the only way we can kill that syndrome that people are always talking about that that women pull each other down. It's because we're fighting for a space that only allows one woman. You know? Imagine if it was like you you guys don't men don't compete because the space is big enough for you. You know (laughs) whether you have merit or not. The space allows you. But for us where you're taught to team let me use politics, you know, because I, um, like right now uh, in Zimbabwe with the with the gender quota system,
2: mm-hmm. we're the
1: only one sixty women in parliament um, uh, through this uh, proportional representation. I, Trust me, p- women are going to compete because there are only sixty seats, mm-hmm. and then you can have three hundred men, you know, are yeah. not even competing for that seat because they know space available for them, and yeah. you know, we are only given a small space. So Mm -hmm. women tend to compete for that. But for me, I always say there's no need to compete for those spaces. We need to create our own spaces.
0: Thank you. Where
1: we we Mm -hmm. call the shots, you know, where we say, okay, like with the girls' table, where I say, you know what, I don't have to uh, wait for Chronicle to write about Samu. I don't Mm -hmm. have to wait for the Chronicle to write about uh, Tandegili. I don't have to wait for the Chronicle to write about Shengimi. Mm -hmm. I can create a space where I can have a magazine, and mm-hmm. and we can write about Gile, we can write about Sheng, we can write about Wusi, So mm-hmm. for me, um, women need to create their own spaces. You don't have right. to wait. And then we don't have to be competing with each other. And mm-hmm. the other thing is I believe that women, we need to create networks. You know, mm-hmm. um, we'll not always agree with each other. We'll not always like each other. Right. But when we create networks and we say this is what we want to achieve, this is our cause as women. There's no need for all these other extra things because we know our cause. Mm-hmm. We know what we're fighting for. Let's say we're fighting for advocate for for, prop, for property rights and land rights. Mm-hmm. This is our cause. Just because your hair is prettier than mine, it doesn't matter. But right mm-hmm. now, this is what we're pushing for. So when we create such networks, there's no need for for us to be bickering and gossiping about each other because yeah. we know for the mandate that we have.
0: So, so it, it brings me, uh, it brings me to mentorship. How much are women mentoring each other in terms of, you know, business acumen, business leadership, establishing businesses? How are women, are, are women mentoring each other or in that space? There's very few women that are mentoring each other in, in that space. And, um, it, and you, you touched on something. Why is it we see less women starting their own thing, their own business empires that will excel? And the, the reason why I ask this question is, you mentioned that, you know, there are sixty seats in a in a parliament, and for women. And I'm sim- I'm simply saying, if there if there was a business, let's say there's a business of supplying, uh, chick cows. How is it we've never heard of women? Starting mm-hmm. their own cow supplying business and not going to fight with men to say we want a piece of the cake. So I'm saying why are women not starting their own things? Is the mentorship by women for other women? Do
1: you know what? Um, there, there, uh, there are great women that mentor, uh, young girls, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've seen, um, I've seen women do that. Like I've seen all of in South Africa mentoring uh, young women. Like there's mm-hmm. so many. Mm-hmm. But it's just that um, some women do it privately. So you never get to hear I Right. Yeah. And mentorship is still like a foreign concept to mm-hmm. us African people. I Mina, mean, wow. I don't have to wait for you or for us to say, oh, can you mentor me? Me, I get mentored by people who don't even know that, that they're mentoring me. you know, so um, the aspect of, you know, but the thing is, it's still a foreign concept uh, like the mentorship aspect of it Mm -hmm. and the other thing, like what I mentioned that women are competing for a space that is very limited you know, Mm -hmm. Um, so you realize that other people, they struggle with mentoring because they feel like, ah this girl, she's going to overtake me, you know so, because they feel like I need to preserve my sport. I need to keep my space because if I, if I mentor this person and they they do greater then what happens to me? You know, it's a mindset that people still have. You know, and and if we had bigger spaces, I'm sure women would be mentoring, but I know that there's so amazing women that are mentoring people out there. I know I've been mentored by by amazing women. I I, I have amazing Older women that actually do mentor me, so I can't say that uh, women don't mentor each other. There mm. are they are there, but there mm. are others who are still uncomfortable with the idea of mentoring because they feel like the space. If I mentor you, then you're going to kick me out. So mm-hmm. it's still a, a process that yes. that we need to we need to understand. I, I did not get the other question.
0: Okay, so I'm saying why is it women are not. Um, starting their own things rather than waiting to 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 fight for space in a limited space. Why not create your own space that will com- compete with the limited space?
1: Okay. Um, I think I mentioned it that that most women are in the informal sector.
2: Right.
1: And most women's stories and the businesses that they start, they are not documented. Mm-hmm. There's no spotlight on them. So sometimes we, we, we don't get to see women that are doing amazing things because of that. Mm-hmm. The media focuses on those that are popular. The media focuses on those that are well-known. The media still has a bias towards men, mm-hmm. and it it favors men. It writes, it writes mm-hmm. stories and experiences of men more than women. So you hardly get to see those stories of women because the media is still biased.
2: Okay. but
1: i can tell you that there are amazing women that are starting businesses actually you know i started um, I, um a friend of mine she challenged mm-hmm. me into food production i've right. never done that so i planted a few a few vegetables
2: mm-hmm. and
1: i'm shocked sure that since i posted i've seen so many women in mm-hmm. farming and they're, they're farming tobacco like young women i was like i've never seen this Mm-hmm. So can you imagine how many women were into farming and they're not just doing, like me, a small, uh, vegetable patch. Yeah. They are into big things, mm-hmm. you know, but the, but we don't get to see their stories. We don't get to see their business because of our media that is so biased. Mm-hmm. But there's still work that needs to be done because remember, women don't have access to land. They don't have access to, um, okay, I'll use, uh, finance you know mm-hmm. i'll use capital as an example mm-hmm. how many women can access capital from the bank you know all from right. uh from a Barclays bank or Stanbic bank is hard because remember all these banks they want collateral
2: yeah and of which we don't that have because mm-hmm. of our
1: society and which we don't have because remember you, when my husband bought a house mm-hmm. he put it under his name so mm-hmm. now when i go to the bank and ask for a loan they're going to ask me for a collateral, okay, give us your your um your title deeds. And I don't have title deeds. So mm-hmm. those are the things that make women sometimes not get into um maybe manufacturing or mining because they need they need finances, they need capital. And mm-hmm. those are still limited um for women. It's not like men who can get easily get access. Mm-hmm. And remember when I you can you can ask your friend to loan you money. You mm-hmm. know, because with men it's easier. Uh-huh. Because you guys are already in those spaces. But for us women, now I am thinking, which friend am, am I going to ask? Like, well, they are just like me. They don't have,
2: yeah. they
1: don't have, the, you know, they don't have those opportunities. So most no. of the times you look at women and wonder why they are not into these spaces. But the opportunities are very, very, very limited. You know, mm. I want to get into business. I was, I was in manufacturing, you know, and I used to borrow water. Yeah. I wanted to get myself a plant but a mm-hmm. plant that costs 1 million 1 million rands, where am I going to get the money from? I don't have a title deed,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: so I ended up closing the business because I'm like, you know what, what I'm doing it does not make sense because as long as I don't have the full plant, mm-hmm. every equipment, every machinery, then I'm wasting time, but another person can get the they have money, they can do it, so we always have to look at can, am I able as a woman to access these opportunities and if I can't yeah. then doing nothing
0: like... well, I, I, well as we're about to get to the end I want to just throw this out not as a question but as a comment to say one of the statistics that I've read in South Africa there are what you call uh, uh you know these clubs that are formed by women and Bachai Ismaili on a monthly basis and those clubs Actually are very, very rich. In actual fact, you're talking about something in the region of five billion upwards that women contribute together. These are women who work in kitchens. These are women who work low paying jobs and they've actually raised billions. And I'm, I'm, I'm simply putting it out there to say if women are in, uh, possession of so much money, maybe it is high time the mindset shift began with them to say, if we've got so much money in our hands, Master Save this Money's Charmer Club, shouldn't we go beyond buying soap and soups at the end of the year? Should we go to a point where we begin to reinvest this money into something that will grow? It's something that I just wanted to throw out there. I, I just love the passion that you have for, for women. And I think a lot of women could uh, use... Um, you know, could rub, your passion could rub off to other women so that they can be passionate about their lives, they can be passionate about who they can be. And I just want to say thank you, Samu, for coming through. And if you want to walk up with Samu and uh, follow her on Twitter, I think, what's your Twitter handle?
1: Samge Business.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, no, Samge Business. Well, we've come to the end of the show, and I just want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening And I just want to say to some a very hearty thank you. And I just want to say to you friends out there, please share this podcast with your friends, with your neighbors, with your relatives. And um, you can hook up with us on our social media pages, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That is at Golide FM. Well, until we meet again next time, may the good Lord bless you. I just want to leave you with a thought-provoking sort of poem, song, or whatever from none other than Joshua Maponga. He's a man who's got what we call farmers of thought. And what he says here is actually intriguing. And I just want your mind to be intrigued. Until we meet again next time. May the good Lord bless you. Ciao.
3: Many choices. When much a heart is troubled, uncertain what tomorrow will bring, the Master calls, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon thee and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your own soul when the hearts are trembling with fear. The Millennium Celebration should be a gospel celebration. A time of crisis, yet they say is a time of peace. Time of poverty, yet a time of plenty. So many universities, yet so many fools, So many supermarkets, so many are hungry. So many buildings, so many are homeless. So much education, so little learning. So much power lifting, yet much moral decadence. Within this aura, of technological advancement. It's sad to mention the corrosion of the human soul. When the Son of Man will come, will he find faith? The Master Jesus addresses himself to our times. When he says in the last days there shall be wars, there shall be famines, pestilences, Disasters by land and by sea, signs in the moon, in the stars, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken when these things begin to happen. Let not your hearts be troubled. They shall look for solutions all over. Let not your hearts be troubled. They shall run to and fro, let not your hearts be troubled. There shall be a famine in the land, not of bread or of water, but of the word of God. But let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Don't waste time with men. Believe in God, lean not on your own understanding. Believe in God and he shall make it come to pass. It is at this hour that Jesus himself will come. Lift up the trumpet therefore and loud let it ring. Jesus is coming again. When the world is in turmoil, there is someone who cares. When homes are breaking, there is someone who cares. And that someone who cares is Jesus. May He watch over you and keep you, causing His countenance to so shine upon you, giving you peace of mind and peace in your homes. Amen.